Hello and welcome back to Nothing But Airtime. And folks, we are back because the NBA is back because basketball is back and the 75th anniversary season is upon us. Yes, I know we made it, folks. It was a long, full of fictional basketball offseason for all of us. I know everyone was excited and clamoring to see who wins that final matchup between Thanos and Peter Griffin. You can go check that out on our Twitter page at Nothing But Airtime or on Reddit or Facebook, wherever you've been getting my content. But Packed, packed show for you today. No more fictional basketball debates. Thank the Lord. We have the first half of the show is going to be an extensive Tinder Takes NBA preview where I'm swiping right, left, or up on different, on each team. Excuse me, not different teams. We're doing all 30 today, and we're going to give a player I like to break out on that team. So just a precursor on this one. It, it is Tuesday at 5.30. So if Giannis's knee explodes and I swiped up on the Bucks, can't do anything about that one. I, I was. I'm not a time traveler, folks. I'm sorry. But pretty fun first half show with the Tinder takes on all 30 teams. Second half of the show, I've been joined up with the Off the Ball Network, and I've been doing shows with Mo Murphy on Up in Flames, doing shows on Justin Payton's YouTube channel. It's just JP. I've been helping out Kenneth Cotterell on Shooter Shoot Podcast. Please go check out all those gentlemen's work. It is fantastic, and it is a lot of fun what we've been doing over there. So go check out Off the Ball Network as well. But Mo Murphy from Up in Flames, Justin Payton from his YouTube channel, it's just JP, are both on to draft anything and everything from 90s basketball. The first draft, there's two different ones. The first one's going to include a starting lineup of three actual NBA players from the 90s and two fictional players from the 90s. Those basketball movies, those can be anyone they want. The only constraint cannot be a Jesus Shuttlesworth, Neon Bordeaux situation. Those guys are just Ray Allen and Shaquille O'Neal. Can't be doing that. That's not fair to anybody. So sorry to those that wanted that. But that's going to be the first draft. The second draft, we're doing a team branding. We got our home uniforms, road uniforms, shoes, warm-up jacket, coach, and logo. So we're going to have a lot of fun there. Two separate drafts. First draft, 15 picks. Second one, 18. Those will be on our Twitter as well. You guys can vote, talk about who we missed. All that fun stuff. Packed, packed show. NBA is back. I'm excited. I'm going to be giving you more consistent content, whether it's on Off the Ball Network, on Nothing But Airtime, on off the Ball Network's website. Go check that out. There have been a lot of good blogs there. I've been blogging about different award winners I like. It's going to be a lot of content now that basketball is back. I'm excited. I hope you all are excited as well. But for the first time ever of the 2021-22 season, I'm recording season two of this Nothing But Airtime podcast, and it is going to be a packed show. And, folks, we're rumbling. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! So Tinder Takes, if you're not familiar, it is a staple of this podcast. I swipe right on teams I like, swipe left on teams I don't like, swipe up on teams I love. Now, this will be employed throughout all of the regular season episodes as well. It could include players, coaches, teams, commentators, fans. Anything I wanted is the staple of this show, as I said. So why not incorporate it in the season preview? I usually write the blog, but it's a lot more fun talking about it. I wish I could create an app where you and all could be swiping on the picks I have and let me know. I have been tweeting out some different MVPs, some trade guys, uh, Tinder pages, I guess you could say. I can't get it to where you guys swipe right, left, or up if you want to trade for them. Maybe that's something I'll uh, talk with the big men at Twitter. Not very close with the guys at Twitter. But we'll see if, uh, I don't know who the owner of Twitter is. We'll see if he'll get that one done for me. Uh, but a lot of fun. 
tender takes. I like doing it. And we're going to start on the Eastern Conference for the tender takes preview. And we're going to start with the Atlanta Hawks. And this is going to be my first swipe up of the show. I really like the Hawks this year. Uh, Remy, a lot of the Jazz in the Western Conference, they have something to play for. Uh, Regular season, you know, a lot of guys rest their stars. Nets, you'll see Kevin Durant, James Harden. If Kyrie Irving's coming back, he'd be rested. The Bucs don't rest their stars as much. Maybe they do now that they have the championship. But I don't think the Hawks can take the chance of doing this. You know, they're going to have something to play for. They need that home court throughout the playoffs. Uh, Trey Young, DeAndre Hunter's healthy, Bogdan Bogdanovich, you got uh, Kevin Herter, Clint Capella, John Collins, Daniel Gallinari, Lou Williams, Cam Reddish is hoping to take that next step. There's a lot there for the Hawks, and I think that is the reason why I'm swiping up on them because they have the depth to make it through the regular season. They have that kind of will to be that first or second seed, so they have home court. Swiping up, I think this is a 55, 50, 52 to 55 win team this year, bar, barring injury, excuse me. My breakout player, who's I'm, I'm including a breakout player on each team, my breakout is going to be Trey Young's MVP caliber season. Uh, he's been top 10 in points per game and top three in assists per game since he's came in uh, to the league. And points per game, maybe not his rookie year, but assists per game, he's been one of the best. And I think he has a chance to lead that Atlanta Hawks team to one of the top spots in the Eastern Conference. If they do have that 52-55 to 55 win season, it's going to be hard not to look at him as an MVP candidate. So I like Trey Young's MVP caliber season being a breakout for the Atlanta Hawks. An honorable mention I had is Cam Reddish. You know, at best, Cam Reddish is going to be that Paul George-ish value store, Paul George, I should say, uh, that lanky 3 and D that has the potential of dominating both ends of the ball. We saw it a little bit last year in Game 6 of the Eastern Conference Finals. He had 21. He was playing good defense. It might have been lightning in a bottle during that, but he could be a six-man-of-the-year candidate uh, if he has that right breakout. So breakouts, I have Trey Young, Cam Reddish. I love the Hawks this year. I'm swiping up. I loved him last year. I love him even more this year. Going to Boston, going a little bit north. I like Boston this year. I'm swiping right on Boston. This is one I could be wildly wrong on, but they made some drastic changes. Ime Aduka. I believe I pronounced that right, Ime Aduka, Adoka, excuse me, at the helm. You got Bradley Stevens. He is in the front office now. And the moves he made, he immediately got back Al Horford. I like that. They have Josh Richardson, Dennis Schroeder. The depth's a lot better around Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. If those guys can stay healthy, if those young guys, the Aaron Neesmiths, the Romeo Langfords, the Peyton Pritchards, if they continue to develop, they might have a solid eight to nine man rotation. Tatum is a a value pick at MVP this year. A lot of people like his breakout coming this year. So I, I could see it with the Boston Celtics where they're a top four team in the East. Do I think they're going to make the Eastern Conference Finals? Probably not. But I'm swiping right on them nonetheless. I really like the team, and I really like the depth they have. And the breakout star, a lot of people like Tatum to be that MVP, kind of what I thought with Trey. I think the breakout star is going to be Robert Williams, the starting center. And and. and He's fighting for a starting job with Al Horford right now, but in, when he did start last year, he was averaging nine and a half points and eight rebounds with two blocks on almost 70% shooting. If he grabs a hold of that center spot in Boston, that's a double-double threat that is efficient at the rim. I really like Robert Williams as a breakout star. I think he's going to be one of the big reasons that the Bucs will be able to keep up with some of the bigger teams, the Sixers, the Celtics, or the, excuse me, the Sixers, the Bucs, the Nets even. Uh, he's going to be that rim presence that is much, that has been much needed since Horford has left. Um, staying in that same division, Brooklyn Nets, 
Obviously, you know, this is an easy swipe up. They were a toe away from the finals last year. A literal toe. Kevin Durant wears a shoe size too big, and and that cost them. But (laughs) you know what they did because they were a toe away? They went and signed Patty Mills. They have the shell of LaMarcus Aldridge now. Paul Millsap is there. The draft choice of Cam Thomas is going to pay dividends. Expect big win totals, even with the Stars resting or deciding, well, not to take something that is a little controversial. We're not going to get into that one. Too many people are talking about it. If you want to listen, there's a million other people talking about it. My breakout star, similar to my thought with the Celtics, it's going to be Nick Claxton. I like the big man. Blake Griffin's obviously going to start at center. They have the shell of LaMarcus Aldridge at center. But I like Claxton and what should be regular minutes off the bench. Him playing off of Harden and Durant, we'll see, we'll be we'll be seeing him catching a lot of lobs. You know, we'll see that Clint Capella-esque player that Claxton could be uh, playing off of Harden, playing off of Durant. I think he's going to flourish in the opportunities given to him. And, and coming from a back-end rotation player last year, I think we're going to see him as one of the more front-end rotation players coming into the playoffs when they see teams like the Bucks, like the Sixers with star big men and beat Antetokounmpo, Brooke Lopez. I don't know if I'd call him a star, but Claxton is going to be used in those situations. I like Nick Claxton. He's my breakout for Brooklyn on a team I'm swiping up on. Charlotte Hornets are up next. We're going alphabetically, folks. I'm swiping right on the Charlotte Hornets. I'm loving a lot of the first few teams. I know I will get to the teams I don't like, but I, another year of LaMelo Ball starting at the point guard position is another good year for the Charlotte Hornets. I He didn't start a ton last year. I know they had Devontae Graham and Terry Rozier and Malik Monk and kind of a log jam at the point guard position. They don't have that anymore. He's their guy. They have Terry Rozier next to him. Miles Bridges is going to take a leap. He's my breakout pick for them. They signed Plumlee, who, which gives them something at center. They had Cody Zeller. And, and Bismack Biombo as their centers last year. I think Book Knight's going to be an exciting rookie. Oubre Jr. gives them some depth. I think my favorite bet of the year is going to be their over on the win total. I said Miles Bridges my breakout. Year three, that last year. Miles Bridges' true shooting percentage was 62.5%. When he started, he averaged almost 19 points a game, seven rebounds and three assists on almost 50, 40, 90 shooting. And he has incredible chemistry, lob chemistry, pick and roll chemistry with LaMelo Ball. So I'm going to see a most improved player leap for Miles Bridges. Plus, he's got the financial incentive as he's coming in a contract year. First team I'm swiping left on, and it's going to be a controversial one, it's the Chicago Bulls. I feel like there's too many cooks in the kitchen. The team might have some regular season success. And, and I said, this this is going to be controversial. I, I, I could be wrong about this, but I, I scratched my head with the signing of DeMar DeRozan. It makes little sense to me. And I, I thought defense was needed. And the, and the forward depth is a little shaky. And especially now with that Patrick Williams injury, that's going to hinder their start of their season. You know, Derek Jones Jr. is probably going to have to start and take on some of the bulk of the defensive assignments, which is not pretty. Kobe White's a question mark. Alex Caruso, that's a lot of money for a backup guard. I'm just scratching my head with the Bulls. I I loved the Lonzo Ball signing. I loved the Nikola Vukovic trade. But once we got DeMar DeRozan and Caruso, giving them $115 million or whatever it was, I'm not a fan. And and I'm swiping left because I don't know what that team's going to look like, especially with Patrick Williams out. But even with Patrick Williams out, I think when he comes back, he's my breakout star for them. And it's an easy one. He's not going to take that statistical leap, but I just mentioned all the defensive issues. He's going to have to be that defensive anchor. He's going to have to defend the opposition's best win, wing. And I expect him to be up for that challenge. His catch and shoot numbers are going to have to improve a little bit, but I, I can see that happening. I see Williams being that three and D piece that the, that the Bulls desperately need 
uh, coming down into January, February, that late stretch of the season where it's playoff time and, and, and get on that playing contention number. So I'm swiping left on them. I don't like them. Their moves outside of Lonzo that much, but I, I like Patrick Williams. I think we're going to see him take another step. Staying in the Central Division for the next two, Cleveland Cavaliers I'm swiping left on. I, I can't make what this roster is. Lori, Kevin Love, Evan Mobley, Taco Fall, Jared Allen, those are all men in the big man rotation. It's a lot of youth, and that's a lot of excitement with guys like Mobley and Jared Allen and even Taco Fall, well-loved Taco Fall. Lori's okay, but I, I don't know what that's going to do for a team that just got rid of Larry Nance. Larry Nance is a versatile. He can play both forward positions. He can hit an outside shot if needed. He was familiar with playing off of Colin Sexton. Now you got Laurie Markkinen in there who does none of those things. Laurie Markkinen is not defensively prowess. He can hit an outside shot, but he's, when he's healthy, you know, and he doesn't have that familiarity. He played off of Levine a little bit, but he didn't really flourish in that role. So I, I'm scratching my head with those free agency moves, and that's why I'm swiping left on him. My breakout star, you know, a lot of people like Evan Mobley. Uh, I'm I'm going with Darius Garland. I like Okoro, but uh, Darius Garland's my breakout. And I know he had a little bit of a breakout last year. He made a jump. He had 17 points a game, was almost shooting 40% from three, which is incredible as a point guard. But he's not that top 10 point guard yet. I think he he slides into that conversation, you know. Is Darius Garland a top 10 point guard? You're going to see guys like Michael Conley, Kemba Walker. Those guys are going to slide out. You're going to see those young guys come in. And I think Garland is going to be in that conversation come year's end. So I like Darius Garland breaking out, taking over a top 10 point guard spot in the NBA. Detroit, and staying in the Central Division, as I said, they're my annual Too Young for Tinder award. If I swipe right up, left or up on these guys, they're going to put me in a penitentiary. These guys, the average age are like 19. The core of Cade Cunningham, Killian Hayes, Sadiq Bey, Isaiah Stewart, I like them. I like them a lot. It's going to be really exciting. On some nights, they're going to look like they're going to show flashes of futures. On others, they're going to look very, very bad. But I can't make up what to swipe on this team because I don't know what this young core is going to look like together. The one thing I do know is that Isaiah Stewart is my breakout star. You don't have Plumlee there anymore. You just have Olenek. But that's not going to keep Stewart away from taking a leap, in my opinion. He made 10 starts last season. Stewart averaged close to a double-double. And then when he was on the floor, the Pistons were almost six points per 100 possessions better. Um, I just think he's going to take a big jump playing alongside of Cade. He has the metrics support him, the statistics support him, and he's just a good overall basketball player. I think he's going to be a breakout star. I think he's going to be a guy that's like, oh, wow, you see what Isaiah Stewart's doing down in Detroit. It's a lot of fun that pick and roll with him and Cade is going to be something going down the Sadiq Bay in the corner, you know. They have they have a future. I just don't think it's going to be this year. I don't I don't want to swipe on them though. I'm like I might end up behind bars. <laughs> We're still in the Central Division. I know crazy, but the Indiana Pacers I'm swiping left on as well. I'm not really liking the Central Division because there's a far and away favorite, and it's not the Indiana Pacers. They made a coaching change, Rich Carlisle, which Rick Carlisle. Woo, yeah, that's not the only thing the Pacers needed. It's going to optimize the playoffs a bonus. The offense is going to look better. But trade rumors around Miles Turner, injuries to Karis LeVert, injury issues with Malcolm Brogdon, TJ Warren, who's injured. That's not something I like with this team. I think this team's going to struggle out of the gates early and continue struggling out of the gates. Um, and 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 because they're struggling, I think Miles Turner's going to get flipped. I don't know where Miles Turner's going, but he's definitely a guy. He's been in trade rumors two or three times now, uh, seasons in a row. Miles Turner's going somewhere. I just can't tell you where. And because Miles Turner's going somewhere, my breakout candidate is going to be Goga Bididite. I hope I pronounced that right. 
He's had the second best block percentage in the NBA behind Miles Turner, one of the best rim defenders in the possessions that he was on the floor. And he saw a jump in three point percentage in year two. He was around 17% that first year. He was around, now he's at about 26, 27. If he can get up to around that 32, 33 range and just be serviceable, I think that's going to be a, make him a playable player of playing alongside Brogdon, Levert, guys like that. And, and like I said, the minutes are going to increase. Miles Turner prone to injury. He might get traded. Who knows, but I think BDD say is going to see some opportunity and flourish in it. Defense at the rim's good, and it and I think he's going to continue getting better as a shooter. So I like Goga for a breakout in Indiana. Miami. We're going to Miami. Swiping left on the Miami Heat. The Heat are going to make the postseason. I like him during the regular season. Jimmy Butler knows how to win regular season games. I don't see this team living up to expectation. Adding Kyle Lowry on the high dollar amount felt risky considering his age and play style. Guy takes a lot of charges, throws his body on the line. I don't know at age 38, he's going to want to be making $35 million a year. I don't know if you'd want to pay that. And and to be honest, I don't think P.J. Tucker makes his team's defense drastically better. I almost think it makes the team overall worse. Tucker consistently got beat by the league superstars in the Eastern Conference. Durant torched them. Booker torched them. Uh, Trey Young, John Collins, those guys torched them. So I'm struggling with, they, they put him on the heat because he's going to be this defensive stopper. Oh, you're going to get Giannis. Oh, you're going to get Kevin Durant. No, he wasn't very good defensively last year. Sure, he makes a couple good box outs. Sure, he ensures rebounds. But offensively, when you're on that side of the court, it's four on five if he's not hitting corner threes. He's not going to cut to the basket. He's not going to set too many picks. He's not very mobile anymore. It's a net negative, and it's almost four on five. So with that logic, I think near the end of the year, you're going to see some sort of closing five with Lowry, Hero, Robinson, Butler, and Adebayo. And, and with the size in the East that I've been talking about when I talk about guys like Robert Williams and Nicholas Claxton, the Sixers are big, the Bucks are big, the Nets can be big. I, I don't think that's a recipe for success for the Miami Heat in the playoffs. So I'm swiping left. I don't think they make that jump that everyone expects them to. The guy I do think that makes that jump, though, is Tyler Hero. I think he's going to be a six-man of the year. And, and the word out of camp is that Hero put on some muscle. And, and what is crazy for Tyler Hero is this, this is his first true offseason. He's not had an offseason because he was in the bubble and made it to the finals in his rookie year. And then about a month or two later, he was right back going. So I don't, I don't hold what the decreased numbers had last year against hero because he did not have that time to improve. Now he's had that time to improve. Now he's putting on some muscle. He's acknowledging his role off the bench. He's comparing himself to John Morant, Luka Doncic, Trey Young. He's confident. I think you're going to see a six man of the year award for Tyler Hero this year. That is my stamp of approval on that one. As I hit the desk, Tyler Hero for six man of the year. He's breaking out in the Miami Heat. He's breaking out as a superstar, a household name, all of it. Milwaukee Bucks, as I said, recording this on 5.30 on Tuesday. I'm swiping up on the Milwaukee Bucks. I don't care if they lose to the Nets tonight. The only thing that would change my mind is a Giannis Antetokounmpo injury. I like what the Bucks did this offseason. They let go of P.J. Tucker. I just spoke to P.J. Tucker. I'm not a fan. They added some depth. They got George Hill back. They got Grayson Allen. Signed him to two years, $20 million. Rodney Hood is there. Rodney Hood... Mind you, if he can get back to a fraction of what he was before that Achilles injury, he was 15 points a game off a Utah Jazz bench. So I think him spreading the floor, his ability to create off the dribble, that's going to be something necessary off the bench that the Bucs didn't really have last year. They had Pat Connaughton, they had Bobby Portis, but those guys couldn't create their own shots. I think Rodney Hood 
can and will do that once he gets off, uh, once he gets healthy again. They kept Bobby Portis, kept Pat Connaughton. They have a legit 10-man rotation. And, and from what we have seen this preseason, Giannis has taken that step where he's he's stopping and popping at the elbow. He's hitting free throws. If that's the case, it's a wrap. Give the Bucks the ring. And I'm not even talking bias. If he's hitting free throws and hitting fadeaway jumpers, nobody can stop him. He's if that's the case, he's my breakout candidate. You know, him and Dante DiVincenzo are one A and one B for me. Because if Giannis is hitting jumpers and hitting free throws, and that's the exact jump that he needs, he doesn't need a consistent three point jumper. He needs to hit seventy five percent of his free throws. That's almost six to seven points more a game for Giannis. That's going off his average last year, almost thirty five points a game if he hits seventy five percent of his free throws. Rough, rough estimate. So. That that's a that's a guy I see to take a jump. Dante DiVincenzo is the other one. He's getting off injury. He would have been a guy that probably would have taken a jump if he was healthy in that postseason. But uh, him cracking the lineup again after he recovers adds another high quality defender, and he's capable of creating uh, creating offense by himself, being that microwave role. So I think Dante DiVincenzo takes another step, maybe a a, a 50, 40, 90 guy if he gets healthy and figures that jumper out playing alongside Giannis. Heading east, going to the New York, going to the New York Knicks. I'm swiping left on the New York Knicks. Not a lot of love for teams that are well looked uh, at in the public eye. Knicks heat. And, and, and I'm struggling with the Knicks because we see it time and time again with the Tibbs teams. They surprise people in the regular season and they flare out in the postseason because why? They play 55 minutes a game or whatever it was. Julius Randle was uh, played the most minutes per game. RJ Barrett right behind him last year. So they needed some depth options and they added Kemba Walker and Evan Fournier. I don't see them taking a step forward this year, but I also don't see them taking a step back this year. I think the East got better as the Knicks got better as well. I think you're still going to see them in that fifth to sixth seed range and I flaring out in that first round. So I'm swiping left on the Knicks. I don't think they're they're going to be the team that the media wants them to be, but I think the player that the media wants uh, the player to be is Mitchell Robinson. I think Mitchell Robinson will break out this year. Mitchell Robinson last year was supposed to be his breakout year. Injuries kept him out. Now, assuming he's going to be fully recovered, Robinson can be one of the premier defensive centers in the NBA. He can catch lobs from Kemba, RJ Barrett, Randall, and and I think he's going to be the guy you look at. He's an all-defensive team member, maybe a, a most improved candidate as he's getting healthy again. Orlando Magic, I'm swiping left on. Name me a player on the Orlando Magic outside of Jalen Suggs, former first pick of the draft, Markel Fultz, and Sheck West song, Mo Bamba. Yeah, going to be a tough year for the Magic. But my breakout is that Sheck West song. It's going to be Mo Bamba. Do not rule out the contract year for Mo Bamba. Financial incentive, and he was a top 10 pick, so you know he has a talent. It's time for the big man to get paid, so it's time for him to show some of the flashes of the ability that we saw in those Twitter videos. Mo Bamba is my breakout for the Magic. Philadelphia 76ers, a lot of turmoil going on, a lot of turmoil going on. As I said, recording this Tuesday, Ben Simmons walked out of practice today. Joel Embiid called him selfish, basically. Didn't want him on the team anymore. All that being said, I'm swiping right on the Philadelphia 76ers. I couldn't believe it either. But despite all the turmoil and Ben Simmons refusing to do anything, I like the Sixers. If healthy, Joel Embiid is going to be an MVP kit player. And after a trade's probably finished with Ben Simmons, I don't care if it's for garbage in a pick the 76ers are going to have playmakers around and be that aren't afraid of shooting the ball that want to be there and and doc rivers can actually do some different things so i think Embiid's going to get players that fit and you're going to see a team take off take off and they're and, and maybe not to the finals 
but they're going to win a couple of rounds and you'll be like, okay, Embiid is the guy that we thought he is, you know? So I, I like the Sixers this year. And a guy that I also like on the Sixers is Tyrese Maxey. I think he's going to break out. He, absence of Simmons is going to create more opportunity for Maxey. Uh, Maxey only played 15 minutes a game last year because Simmons started ahead of him. But in those 15 minutes, eight points a game, two assists, some COVID games, he started, he looked pretty good, showed flashes of being that first-round pick, first-round talent. So I think it's safe to assume a jump for the young, explosive point guard out in Philly. Next, Toronto Raptors. This team is going to be a play-in tournament team. Nick Nurse knows how to win games. Fred Van Vliet's been on successful teams. Pascal Siakam's been on successful teams. And Goran Dragic is a savvy, savvy veteran that can lead a playoff team. Even if he is traded, which is the, the word out of camp, the team's got a lot of talent around him, and the team has absolute freak athletes that are sound defensively. I mean, you're talking about a team that can run out a lineup of some sort of Preston Sachua, Chris Boucher, Pascal Siakam, OG Ananobi, and a Fred Van Vliet or, or some, some player of that caliber point guard. And, and that's going to be a defensive nightmare for other teams. They switch abilities high. They're versatile. They're strong. They can hit threes. So, yeah, that, that team's going to struggle to score the ball sometimes. But th those guys I just listed, Scotty Barnes is another rookie that is going to be a defensive stalwart on that team. They're, they're going to make scoring on them much harder than it is for them to score. And I think that's why they're going to win. They're going to be some ugly games to watch. But those 94 to 87 games, the Toronto Raptors are absolutely going to win those games. So Toronto Raptors, I'm swiping right on. And they're going to be a play-in tournament. I, I, absolutely, I think they're going to be an 8 to 9 seed. And, and they just, they're going to prey on some of these worst teams, the Magics, the Pistons, the Pacers, the, the Cavaliers. You know, I think Toronto is going to be a, a team that we're looking to be like, oh, wow, Nick Nurse is the guy. So, And, and another guy that I think is going to be there is OG Ananobi. You know, everyone's kind of crescent. Uh, Pascal Siakam to be that next coming after Kawhi Leonard left. And when, in reality, it was probably OG Ananobi. And the breakout's been long forthcoming. You know, Siakam's going to be banged up at the uh, beginning of the season. So the usage of Ananobi is going to be that much higher. Every year, OG has seen his statistics increase. Last year, he was at 16 points and five rebounds on almost 50, 40, 90 shooting. Or not 90 from the free throw line, excuse me. 48% from the field, 40% from three. So almost 50, 40. And, and his efficiency from the field, his defensive versatility, and, and his defensive ability, it's just going to create a breakout for, I think, he at the end of the season, we're going to be talking to him as one of the top five two-way players in the NBA. I know it's crazy, but I really like OG this year. I think he's going to be a superstar two-way player, and he's going to be an all-defensive team member as that team is a playoff team, as I keep saying. And lastly, in the East, before we head to the West after the break, the Washington Wizards. And I think the Washington Wizards are another team I'm swiping right on, a play-in team. You know, the Wizards just have more playable players. They don't have the star, or star power, excuse me, no Russell Westbrook, but they just have more playable players. The depth, the depth was uh, troublesome at the end of the season. Robin Lopez was getting a lot of opportunity after the Thomas Bryan injury. But even with that future depth, they made a play-in game. Now you add in veterans like Spencer Dinwiddie, Kentavious Caldwell-Pope, Montrez Harrell, Kyle Kuzma is there, who can be a wild card. He's shown flashes of being an able scorer at the NBA level. I think that team is going to be a floor-level top eight team in the East. They're not going to make win a playoff round at all, but they're going to keep Bradley Beal happy. They're going to be a competitive team. And on a night-in, night-out basis, they're going to be a hard out. And I really... Like the lineup of a Dinwiddie, Beal, 
Denny Aviha, Rui Hachimura, Daniel Gafford. You have KCP, Matres Harrell off the bench, Kuzma off the bench. They have eight, nine. Bertans is another guy off the bench. They have nine guys that they can run out and be playable players. I know Bertans a little overpaid and he's looked bad, but I, I think he's going to be a little bit better this year as well. But I think the guy that is going to be a lot better for the Washington Wizards is Daniel Gafford. Daniel Gafford, after his trade to Washington, averaged 10 points and six rebounds a shot. Almost 70% from the field in just 17 minutes a game. Now that he's starting, he's going to get more opportunity. And, and I think he's another guy. You're going to see some double-double potential on close to 70% shooting for him. A rim runner that's going to be playing pick and roll with Bradley Beal and Spencer Dinwiddie and just know his role on that team, which will be exciting because the Wizards, without Thomas Bryant, needed to fill that hole. So rounding out the Tinder takes in the East. I'll just run through the swipes. I'm swiping up on the Hawks, swiping right on the Celtics, up on the Nets, right on the Hornets, left on the Bulls, Cavs, left on the Pacers. I'm not swiping on the Pistons, left on the Heat, up on the Bucks, left on the Knicks, left on the Magic, right on the Sixers, Raptors, and Wizards. If you disagree with any of my takes, as always, feel free to reach out. Tweet me at nothing but airtime. Comment on Facebook, wherever you get my content. Swipe on your guys. Swipe on your teams. Give me your breakout players. After the break, we're going into the Western Conference where I, I disliked a lot of more teams than I thought after first glance. We head west and we start with the Dallas Mavericks. The Dallas Mavericks have done minimal this offseason they signed Reggie Bullock that was the big signing seriously that's all you got for playing alongside of Luca I know he's a pretty good 3 and D guy but he probably should have never got rid of Seth Curry a couple years ago that one will still scratch my head about you hired Jason Kidd and Jason Kidd was talking about water slides with the Bucks and had Giannis playing small forward I, I don't know if he's all of a sudden the answer at the head coach position we'll see a lot of questions surrounding this team. They may be a playoff team. I don't think they're good enough to get out of the first round, and that's why I'm swiping left on them. I don't like Dallas this much, that much. I like Luke as an MVP candidate. Don't get me wrong. He's one of the best players in the NBA, but the surrounding cast is pitiful. So I'm swiping left. But I think one of the members of the surrounding cast that is not pitiful will break out is Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson last year was the only – one of only three players to average at least 12 points, three and a half assists, and shoot 40% from three and 50% from the field. I know kind of a cherry pick stat, but the other two were Kyrie Irving and Zach Levine. So with more opportunity, I think we're going to see more of a, a star guard in today's NBA. He can shoot the three. He can create off the dribble. He can play off the ball. He does a lot of good things, and it's a contract year. So financial motivation is there as well. Jalen Brunson breaking out. I like him. Don't like the Mavs that much. Another team I don't like that much this year is the Denver Nuggets. I'm swiping left on the Denver Nuggets because I think their depth stinks. Jamal Murray, that injury hurts an already depleted guard rotation. You're talking about Monty Morris, Facundo, Compazzo, and Austin Rivers are your starting guards. Excuse me. I, I scratch my head about that one. The depth surrounding Aaron Gordon and an injury prone Michael Porter Jr. as well is, is it's a well-traveled Jeff Green. So you're talking about a six to seven man rotation where your star very similar to the Nuggets is a very, very MVP, highly touted talent, Nikola Jokic, but the surrounding talent without Jamal Murray there kind of scratches my head a little bit. They're probably going to be that seven, six to seven seat, maybe even a play-in team this year, and I'm swiping left on them. And breaking out, 
the Nuggets need one of these guys to break out. Bones Highland or Marcus Howard? Bones Highland's a rookie out of VCU. Marcus Howard's a young guard out of Marquette. I spoke to a lack of guard depth. Bones or Howard are going to have to supply some sparks off the bench, or this team's not going to go anywhere. Both have the opportunity, and hopefully one of these players pan out. I know Denver's hoping both do, but I think one of them will. That's just how things usually tend to pan out, and the other one may kind of just flare out as the one gets more opportunity. But I think Bones, Island, Marcus Howard, one of those guys, once they get going, is going to be a rotation-level player that can hit a three off a bench, Quinn Cook-ish with the Warriors. So Bones, Highland, Mark Howard breaking out for a team that does not have much depth, and I'm swiping left because of that. Golden State Warriors are up next. I'm swiping right on the Golden State Warriors. This team's going to come out firing, and I could be wrong. They could lose tonight, as I said, recording this early Tuesday. But Clay Thompson's going to get back, and the additions of Kaminga, Moody, and Bialisa, they give this team depth. Jordan Poole's going to break out this season. I just love that. As a six-man of the year, he's same thinking as – Tyler Hero, I just think they're going to have similar jumps. Both have all the talent. Poole was a superstar in the preseason. And assuming Steph is still on his MVP ways and Clay comes back and is 70 to 80% of himself and Draymond remains healthy, which are not crazy assumptions, this team's going to be a top four team in the West. Those three have shown time and time again that they know how to win games. And then you have a depth behind them now. You have that nine-man rotation. Wiggins is there. Otto Porter Jr. is there. Jordan Poole is a breakout candidate. I love this team this year. And if there's a trade to be made, if they want to get that superstar, a DeMontis Sabonis, a Bradley Beal, they have young pieces. They have money with Wiggins. They have picks. They are very well suited to make a run this season. Going south, going to Houston, going to the Houston Rockets. And I'm swiping right on this team, and I'm not thinking, I'm not swiping right because I think this team's going to be a playoff team by any means. I think this team's just going to be a lot better than last place in the West, which is where a lot of people have them. Kevin Porter Jr., Jalen Green, Christian Wood will have nights where they show flashes that they are the future in the Houston. Those three are going to be very exciting. Kevin Porter Jr. is my breakout star there. He had 50-point game against the Bucs in April last season. So he may have had his breakout already, but I he's not played a full healthy season yet. So I think this is the year where we're like, oh, wow, Kevin Porter Jr. is the guy in Houston. Him and Jalen Green are going to be the future there. Add in Jay Shante, Kenya Martin Jr., first pick, first round pick Sangoon. This this team's going to catch some people by surprise. Not a playoff team by any means, but I like what I see out of them. They're a league pass team. And I'm going to watch them a lot, so I'm swiping right on the Houston Rockets. Heading to the two LA teams, I'm swiping right on the Clippers. A little bit of a hot take, I know, but I, last time we saw Paul George as a focal point, he was third in MVP voting, played at an all defensive level. Add in that there are plenty of veterans, Ibaka, Bledsoe, Reggie Jackson. Marcus Morris. They just know how to win. They're going to get the job done around them. This team's definitely going to be a playoff team or a play-in team, without a doubt. And I think a big reason why that is going to be a breakout from Terrence Mann. You know, he had an emergence last year during the playoffs. The whole NBA fan base saw a glimpse of how special this kid could be, dropping 20, I think it was 29 against the Jazz in the clinching game. Mann's going to have the opportunity during the season now to continue taking that leap. Uh, and then once Kawhi gets back, he'll probably be that six-man spark plug off the bench. But I really like Terrence Mann. I really like the Clippers this year. I don't think they're going to go on to win any final uh, – to win in the West – to get to the Western Conference Finals even. But I think this team's going to make the playoffs. I think Paul George is going to surprise some people, and I think the Clippers are getting a swipe right from me. The Los Angeles Lakers, this team has depth. This team has star power. It has a proven coach. I'm swiping right on them, not swiping up. Why? How this team's going to fit raises some brows. Not just one brow for Anthony Davis. I just don't love the fit with Russ come postseason time. 
And it's going to lead to issues down the road. Russell Westbrook does not play the best defense in the postseason. He cannot shoot. And playing alongside LeBron Westbrook, or excuse me, LeBron James, you need to shoot Russell Westbrook. You do. So I think coming into the playoffs, he's not going to be part of that closing five. He might start. He'll have stretches where he'll go for five, five or six points, three assists, and like a couple rebounds over a five-minute stretch in the second quarter. But come, come down the stretch in the game, when it's game on the line, I don't think he's going to be out there. I I wouldn't have him out there, but even that, I mean, the team's going to win a lot of games in the regular season. Nobody loves killing it more in a random December game than Russell Westbrook. I just worry about them in the playoffs. I, I swipe right on them, though, because it's LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers. You have to. I just won't swipe up on them. My breakout is Malik Monk. Last year, Malik Monk shot 40% behind the arc. That was playing off LaMelo Ball and Devontae Graham. Now he gets to play off arguably the best playmaker in NBA history, so I like his chances of breaking out as a reliable option on a championship-level team. Not saying he's going to break out as a star. I just like his, like he's going to break out like a Jamal Crawford. He's going to be, oh, wow, Malik Monk is going to be a six-man, a great bench piece down the road. You know, he's going to break out because he's in the public eye now. So I re- I've always liked Malik Monk as Charlotte, but now that he's in public eye, he's going to hit a lot of threes playing off LeBron. Malik Monk is going to be a breakout star in Los Angeles. Memphis Grizzlies, I'm swiping right on as well. Showing the love. Keep showing the love. Getting rid of Jonas Allen Chunas this offseason, it's going to open up more opportunity for Jaron Jackson. I think Jaron Jackson, he's not going to, he's not the best rebounding big man, but I think him and Brandon Clark will play off together well. Steven Adams is there, so you have some backup with, Jaron Jackson Jr. All of that. John Morant's going to take a step forward. Dylan Brooks might take a step forward. DeAnthony Melton's a breakout star. Uh, people have their eyes on all of that. And this is just coming after unseating the Warriors last year in the playing tournament. So Memphis is, going, I think, going to get out of that playing range and that five. And I think they're going to get into that five seed, six seed range behind an all NBA performance from Ja. I think this is the year Ja breaks out, says, hey, I'm one of the top five guards in the NBA. And, and I think he's going to crack the All-NBA team, being a first-time All-Star. I think if you're around that 23, 24 points, seven assists region where you're like, oh, wow, John Moran is here now, and the Memphis Grizzlies are coming with him. So I'm swiping right on the Memphis Grizzlies. Heading way north, we're going to Minnesota, and they're one of my league pass teams this year, and I'm swiping right on them. I, a lot of soft spots for bad teams this year. I know, folks. I, I thought I was going to show a little less love, but – Minnesota is looking to get a full season with their trio of D'Angelo Russell, Angelo, Anthony Edwards, and Carl Anthony Towns, excuse me. Add in new coach Chris Finch, which is highly respected by a lot of other executives in the NBA. This team's not going to be a playoff team, but I don't think they're going to be in the Western Conference cellar. I think they're going to be right on the verge of a play-in tournament, which is a lot better than what people expect heading into the season. And the breakout star, you know, you have so many to choose from. Malik Beasley, Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns, D'Angelo Russell. I'm going with Jaden McDaniels. How about it? Jaden McDaniels is going to open the season as starting forward, and with his size and shooting, he's going to be one of the better 3 and D guys coming up in the league. Last season, he only averaged 7 points and 3 rebounds, but he had minimal opportunity. He shot 37% from 3, though, so I'm not thinking he's going to break out with like 20 points a game. He doesn't need to do that, playing with Anthony Edwards and D'Angelo Russell and Carl Anthony Towns. He doesn't need to do that. He's going to be a steady hand that plays good defense at the three or four position for Minnesota, and I think that's going to be the breakout caliber season that Jaden McDaniel needs. If they need to make a trade, he's going to be a good trade piece. Jaden McDaniel's breaking out for a surprising Minnesota Timberwolves team in my eyes. The team I think is going to be bottom of the Western Conference is the New Orleans Pelicans. Swiping left on them. You got rid of one of the better guard NBA 
or excuse me, you got rid of one of the better guard defenders in the NBA. Zion Williamson looks out of shape, and that foot injury scares me for how big he is and what his play style is. And Devontae Graham's just not going to be the answer. I know the metrics playing with Lonzo off of Zion and Brandon Ingram, it wasn't pretty, but you don't, he's talented, and, and they. I, I don't like Zion that much at, at his current shape and that injury. It just scares me a ton, and I think he's going to miss a lot of the season. And, and a big reason why this team's going to struggle is that they don't have somebody to fill the void. They don't have a superstar talent. I like Brandon Ingram, but I think he, at best he's a number two. So I think the Pelicans are going to be one of the West's worst team, if not the worst team, but I think a shining star, a shining star and a, and a, and a diamond in the rough of that Anthony Davis trade is going to be Nikhil Alexander-Walker. He's going to be a starting guard this season. Last season, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, he started 13 games at the end of the year. Averaged 19 points, 5 rebounds, and 3 assists. And he was shooting 41% from 3. So you're looking at a guy that is very capable of becoming a third caliber, like a third player on a good team. So with his size, too, he, he's versatile. He can defend a team's best wing, whether it's a forward or guard. And he could very well be the second best player in NOLA uh, this season, depending on what happens injury-wise. If Ingram's hurt or Zion's hurt or if both of them hurt, I think he could be that shining star. So I really like... Nikhil Alexander-Walker this season, but the rest of the team, I'm scratching my head about injury concerns, and I don't think Ingram's got it yet, so I'm swiping left on the Pelicans, one of the worst teams in the league. Another team I'm swiping left on is the Oklahoma City Thunder. Team tank last year, hoped to get a third uh, top three pick. They didn't get a top three pick. Expect another tank year. They're going to want another top pick. But in this tank year, I think Poku's going to break out. Alex Edge, Pokusevsky, I think I said the first name right. He's got a unique set of skills. He's tall. He's got a Porzingis level, can shoot threes. He can get off the dribble a little bit. He's going to compete for that starting power forward job in Oklahoma City. He struggled last year, though, and it was it came in waves for him. He started 11 games, averaged 11 points, five rebounds on some mediocre shooting percentage, excuse me. So this might be a long shot for a breakout, but he rumor is he took off the summer league to put some weight on. And a physical transformation is sometimes what the guy needs. So maybe that could lead for a breakout for Poku and a shining star for what was a, a different kind of pick for the Thunder a couple years ago in that draft. Heading to Phoenix, Phoenix Suns just won the Western Conference Finals. Sure, luck was on their side. Swiping left on the Phoenix Suns. I don't think it was only luck on their side. I think Chris Paul had the best year of his life. I think everybody was excited to play there, and I think they had some, yeah, luck. But this year, you're not going to get that luck. DeAndre Ayton does not seem like he wants to play there. He's not happy with getting that second contract. They just paid Macal Bridges, which, I don't know, Ayton seemed like he was the second best player on the floor sometimes in that playoff run, but... It's similar to how I feel about the Heat for the Suns. The Suns will be a playoff team. I just don't think they're going to repeat their success for the exact reasons I just said. You know, teams got better around them. Chris Paul had a great season. They got a mess with DeAndre Ayton. It, it, could, be a, it could be a little bit of a, a step back for the Phoenix Suns. A guy I think could step forward. Obviously, Mikal Bridges is a guy that he just got paid. He can show what he's got. But I think Cam Johnson's another guy where you're looking at Hey, he's going to be somebody that teams are going to look at and see if he's available because he, he, the backup forward, he saw some success in the playoffs last year. He hit some threes. He even dunked PJ Tucker through the Earth's crust. Another knock on PJ for me, but 
He's got solid catch and shoot numbers, a silky smooth shot. He's going to get more off the opportunity off the bench with Jay Crowder getting older. I think Cam Johnson's got a chance to break out in Phoenix as well as Mikel Bridges. Uh, another one is their uh, backup center, Jalen Smith, if DeAndre Ayton misses any time or holds out or whatever happens there. But I think Cam Johnson, keep an eye out for him. I think he's going to be a pretty special player on a good team a couple years down the road here. Head to Portland. Portland's getting my first swipe up in the Western Conference. I know I can't believe it either. Portland Trailblazers are getting a swipe up for a multitude of reasons. So one of which is the hope that it, for me at least, is CJ McCollum slip for Ben Simmons. Now I haven't talked through the Ben Simmons trade market. It's a mess. I don't want to talk about him or Kyrie Irving. I know everybody talks about it. But swapping CJ McCollum and Ben Simmons make a lot of sense. If this is the case, if this trade does happen, Portland gets defensive versatility. You get a guy that can guard LeBron James, Luka Doncic, uh, Devin Booker. He can guard the other team's best player, no matter the position. And he can do some of the ball handing, which takes a load off of Damian Lillard heading to the playoffs. So I, if this happens, I'm all over Portland's chances to get to the Western Conference Finals. I think if they get Ben Simmons instead of C.J. McCollum, you're going to see Norman Powell take a step up offensively, Damian Lillard take a step up multi, uh, offensively. And if they can even keep one of Larry Nance Jr., or Robert Covington, even better. I love the addition of Larry Nance Jr. I spoke to how upset I was at Cleveland for letting him go, but I love that Larry Nance Jr., he's getting there. He's adding more versatility. He can add three-point scoring. And, and with him and Robert Covington, and now there's a rumor that Nasir Little is looking good in camp. He, he shed some weight. He looks a little bit stronger, moving a little bit quicker. The team is deeper with forward versatility and better defensive players. Last year, you look at this team, they had Carmelo Anthony playing down the stretch and Norman Powell being your forwards. Now you don't have to worry about that. You have defensive guy. Robert Covington can play a high-level defense and hit a three. Larry Nance can play high-level defense and hit a three. Hopefully, Nasir Little becomes that too, being around those two. So I, you don't have Carmelo Anthony. You don't have Ennis Cantor. So addition by subtraction there defensively. And then you add Larry Nance. And then you get Nasir Little better. So I love Portland this year. And I think new coach Chauncey Billups is going to have a strong start to his coaching career. And I think a big reason is going to be Larry Nance Jr.'s breakout. He's only averaged 10 points a game once in his career. I think we see him around 13 to 15 this year. Defensively between Nance and Covington, it's going to be tough to uh, tough to match up with. You know, they have length. They can play that three or four. And I think they're going to be pretty – I think it'd be a pretty strong defensive team, much better than last year after they, uh, I mentioned, got rid of the duo of uh, Carmelo and Ennis Cantor. So I, I like Larry Nance Jr. to break out for a Portland Trailblazers team that I think is ready to break out as well. Now that one, I'm going to say it, I could be way off on the Portland Trailblazers. Could be way off. Damian Lillard could request a trade tomorrow and that team will blow up and stink. But this team is expecting Damian Lillard to be there. And maybe getting a Ben Simmons, maybe making a trade for one other piece. Because I think that team has a lot of talent. I think they're just an inch from the edge of taking this step into relatively relativity, excuse me, getting to that Western Conference Final. So I'm swiping up on Portland, and it's a gamble, but I think I like it. Sacramento Kings, second to last team here. I'm swiping left on the Sacramento Kings. They have a lot of talent, but how it fits is just miserable. And I and Luke Walton's not figuring it out. I can tell you that right now. He's just not a good coach. They have a lot of intriguing young pieces. You know, Davion Mitchell, Tyrese Halliburton, De'Aaron Fox, Marvin Bagley, Rashawn Holmes. What is it going to look like? You have four guards, De'Aaron Fox. Oh, Terrence Davis is there. Mind you, five guards. 
Tyrese Halliburton, Davion Mitchell, Buddy Heald. You can start five guards. Maybe that's what they're doing. If that's the case, I'll watch. They'll still be bad, but I'll watch. Marvin Bagley has been a net negative. He's been so hit or miss. Buddy Heald, Harrison Barnes, those guys will be in trade rumors. I think it's going to be another messy Sacramento season. And as messy as Sacramento is, they had a gem the last year. Tyrese Halliburton is going to be a star. Tyrese Halliburton is a efficient. He's everything Malcolm Brogdon was supposed to be after he won Rookie of the Year. Assuming Buddy Heald is traded, that makes Halliburton a breakout contender immediately. He's going to be thrust into the starting lineup. And, and when he started last year, he only averaged 15 points and six assists. So when he had his opportunity up, those stats went up. He was at 13 and four a game uh, over the season. So give you an idea. If he starts more than 20 games this year, I think his averages can go up to 18, 19, 20 points a game on efficient shooting. Now, I'm not saying that's going to vault Sacramento into a play-in spot, but I think he's going to be a breakout star. And teams are going to look at that and be like, hey, Kings have something going, but Luke Walton is not the coach. So swiping left on the Kings, Luke Walton issue, fit fit issue, but I love Tyrese Halliburton. I love me some Tyler, Tyrese Halliburton this year. And uh, I think he's my favorite to break out uh, this season, assuming Buddy Hield is traded. Lastly, in the Western Conference, the Utah Jazz. The Utah Jazz. Here we go again, right? Utah Jazz are probably going to be a one or two seed in the West just because out of necessity. Home court advantage for the Jazz. I spoke to it with the first team we talked about, the Atlanta Hawks. Those teams are going to have to see better teams than them, and they want to be at home court. So they're going to be a one seed just out of necessity, one or two seed. I'm swiping up on them, though. I think they actually make a run this year. And the reason I love them and take the next step, and it's min- <laughs> it's minuscule additions like Eric Paschal and Rudy Gay. Those names aren't going to inspire any confidence. It's Eric Paschal and Rudy Gay. But depth plays at this level, and it also opens up more lineup versatility. Rudy Gay and Eric Paschal have both experienced playing small ball five. Nobody's going to go small anymore and expose that team. You can put Eric Paschal or Rudy Gay at the center. And now I know they're not defensively sound, and I know it's not Rudy Gobert there, but they can keep up with some of the faster teams. No, the switchability will be better. You can run out a a Mitchell, Clarkson, Ingles, Bogdanovich, Paschal, and that team can switch almost everything, and they could score. You know, so I like them. I really like Eric Paschal on that team, and I really like Rudy Gobert on that team, or Rudy Gay on that team. Excuse me. And another thing I really like is the emergence of Donovan Mitchell on a, just as a fixture on all NBA teams. Much like Ja Moran, I think him and Ja are going to both take another step, leading their teams to even more success and coming in at that all-NBA level talent. So I love the Jazz this year. I'm swiping up on the Jazz. Rounding out the Western Conference, going through it one more time. I'm swiping left on the Dallas Mavericks, left on the Denver Nuggets, right on the Golden State Warriors, right on the Houston Rockets right on the Los Angeles Clippers, right on the Lakers, right on the Grizzlies, right on the Timberwolves, left on the Pelicans, left on the Thunder, left on the Suns, up on the Trailblazers, left on the Kings, and up on the Utah Jazz. Folks, it's here. The Off the Ball Network. Mo Murphy from the Up in Flames pod. Justin Payton from his YouTube channel. It's just JP. They're both on to draft anything and everything from 90s basketball. First draft, as I said, is going to be a stunning lineup. Second draft is going to be a branding. You can check out all of our picks on my Twitter page at Nothing But Airtime. You can go see Mo's work at Up in Flames Pod. You can go see JP Franchise's work at It's Just JP. 
But after we hear a good friend for we hear from a good friend, excuse me, Anchor, the reason I am here, the reason you guys get to listen to this wonderful 90s basketball draft, we're going to hear from them and then get right into it with Mo and JP after the app. We're here with Mo Murphy and JP Franchise. How are you guys doing today? Yo, yo, yo. I'm pretty excited about this. We've been planning it for a long time. We're doing the 90s basketball draft. we got two separate ones. We're drafting a team, and then we're drafting a marketing ploy for it. So we got uni, shoes, jacket, logo, and coach. Woo. JP, I'm going to start with you. How did you prep for this, man? Man, you know, I'm, I love the 90s, man. I've been watching a lot of the 90s. I'm a 90s guy, and just I, I was just excited, man. I was prepping. I have lists after lists after lists, teams after teams. I was just like, man. This is this is gonna be exciting, man. Especially like you know, someone picks some one of mine. I got backups. Absolutely, absolutely, Mo. Mo, how'd you prep for it? I know everyone's got their own different ways. Uh, yeah. I mean, essentially, I just figured out all my favorite stuff. Um, the only thing was I had to prepare. I always just had to prepare mentally. Like in the '90s, when it comes to jerseys, shoes, and stuff, I feel like there's a common, you know, you might steal mine. Kind of the same way JP was thinking. So. You know, I kind of thought out of the box, especially when it came to like the uniforms and um, thinking about what uh, movie characters I'm gonna have on my starting five. Absolutely, absolutely. I think the movie characters was the one I struggled with the most. So uh, yeah. I got a random number generator. Uh, Mo, you Mo, I'll let you select one to five. What do you got? Three. JP. I'm gonna take uh, one. All right, it was four, so Mo, you get choice of picks. You want to go first, second, or third? We'll snake it. I'm going to go third. Okay, JP, I'll let you go, sitting near the guest. We want to go first or second? I will go second. All right, so I got first pick. And uh, with the first pick, I think it's clear number one. I'm going Michael Jordan as the as the first pick of the 90s basketball draft. I, he's going to be my starting shooting guard and giving me 30 a game. So Nice. I'm going to shock everybody with this pick. I'm going to take Shaq. Oh, okay. I like that. Yeah, I'm going to go uh, – I'm going Sidney Dean first Ooh. pick. I'm going to go the movie character route. Just That's to, good. That's I, good. I, I out since I got – and then since I'm going back to back, I got Sidney Dean. Ah, let me get – let me get Hakeem Olajuwon. I got to get a big. I need a big. I was going to say you can have Hakeem. Yeah, I need a game. I need a bit. Yeah. All right. And then my point guard, I'm going to get Penny Hardaway. Okay. Okay. I like that. So you want Shaq and Penny right away. Mm-hmm. Man, that's the team. Where you got Sidney T playing? Point guard, shooting guard, Mo? Uh, I got, I'm a, he's going to run the point. Okay. So I got the back-to-back now. And uh, you got MJ. As the shooting guard, I'm going to give him some familiarity. I'm going to go Scotty at the small forward. Scotty nice. Pippen could be my small forward. And I'm going to give him some more familiarity. And uh, Bugs Bunny is going to be my point guard from Nice. Nice. So we're going with the MJ route, and I'm, I'm building that Toon Squad Bulls combination. So I'm going back to JP now. Now, you know, D, you know that D3 was a shooter for the Magic. So I'm going to give me a movie character. Give me Billy Hoyle from White Man Can't Jump. Ooh. Oh, I was gonna take him. 
You gonna be? Is that, is that gonna be guard or forward? Oh, uh, he's gonna be my guard. He's gonna be my shooting guard. Like Penny, just pass it. Oh my god, I got my small forward. I'm ready for it. All right, Mo, you got you got back to back now. You, right. Right, you got your you got your big man pick and roll game with Sydney and Hakeem. What are you doing? Yeah, uh, give me Kobe. Okay, uh, the Kobe route. You got Jordan. You got Pippen. Uh, you know JP went to Shaq and Penny. Like y'all got some real ballers. So I'm gonna get a guy who can play in that conversation. Give me Kobe. I like okay. it. So I ooh, so Kobe's gonna be at my two. Uh, it gets tough because what route do I want to go? Uh, give me Jake Shuttlesworth. Give me. Ah, I'm gonna. Nice. Go I'm gonna go the guy who who taught Jesus everything he knows. Give me Jake. Nice, nice. That, that's an interesting one. Where are you gonna put him at? You know. I, I could I could put him at the three because y'all y'all about to have to start making the you know the 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 movie th- uh the movie picks yeah. you know you got bugs like he he could play the three we are gonna have some size advantages disadvantages based on matchups so he could play the three okay okay what do you got JP you know what I'm gonna go the movie route I mean no I'm gonna go the TV show route actually uh I'm gonna go the TV show route give me. My man, Will Smith from the Fresh Prince. He's going to be my small forward. I like it. I like it. Fictional basketball tournament staple. He made it to the Final Four. That's just an easy pick. That's going to be a good one. Fresh Prince, I like it. So I'm rounding out the team here. Man, I got MJ, Scotty, and Bugs. So I got to go movie and NBA. For movie, I'm going to put him at my power. It's going to be a little small. I'm going to go Thomas Shepard from Above the Rim. I like that. Uh, it's solid pick. It's a solid pick. Carried him in the championship game. He's my power forward. He can score playing off MJ and Scotty. He can shoot. Him and Bugs might have a little pick and pop role. So, and then uh, my center, little undersized, like I said, but keeping the MJ thing. I'm going Dennis Rodman as my center. So I'm just going after Scotty and Dennis. That's not bad. Getting the nice six bulls. I like that. So, JP, you're rounding out yours. And you got your two movie picks, and you got two NBA, so you got an NBA powerful we're looking at. Yeah, but he didn't really pay – he didn't really play power forward. He's going to be – he plays small forward, but, like, he's taller than Will Smith, though, because Will Smith's only 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, so I'm going to get Grant Hill as my Ooh. power forward. Okay. I like that. Detroit Piston Grant Hill, so. All righty. And then, Mo, you rocking with Jake Shuttlesworth. Kobe Bryant, Sidney Dean, and Akeem. So you also got a power forward. Yeah, I'm gonna take the greatest power forward of all time. Give me Tim Duncan. That's a good one. Give me Tim Duncan. He's a good one. You know, he's drafted in the nineties. I'm gonna get I'm gonna take the greatest power forward of all time. Let me get Tim Duncan. That's a good pick. So rounded through the teams here. I went with MJ Scotty, Bugs, Thomas Shepard, Dennis Robin, JP went with Shaq Penny, Billy Hoyle. Will Smith and Grant Hill, and then Mo, Hakeem Olajuwon, Sidney Dean, Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan, and Jake Shuttlesworth. Those will be on our Twitter at Nothing But Airtime, where you guys can go vote, tell us who we missed. Second draft will be a little bit more fun side. We got the marketing side for our teams, and uh, we'll go vice versa order. So Mo, you're starting this time. Okay. And, and we're going you, home and road, uni, shoes, jacket, logo, and coach. Who are you going with first? Uh, you know, ugh, I'm going to go with my 
Let me get the guy at Elite Brand. Uh, or are we going first? first? What is that? Go ahead first. First, or it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm gonna go with my coach. Go with the lead, the guy. And so, because I'm about to be here, and I'm not gonna let you your thing. Give me Phil Jackson. Yeah. That was gonna be my first yeah. pick. I know. I'm not gonna let you continue your damn thing. So I'm. Oh, he took. Oh, Mo took my pick. Oh yeah. man. Okay. For my uh, give me okay. So for my away unis, give me the Toronto Raptors uniforms from the '90s. But Vince Carter wore. Yeah, that's an easy one. Purple. That that's 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 why I said that's one of the classics that it wasn't making it through the draft without getting picked. I knew that. I had to do it. I had to do it. No, you took Phil Jackson, so I had to do it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. We're going to get uh, a little crazy. We're going to go with the warm-up jacket for my first pick. We're going to do the Black Orlando Magic ones with the Magic no! on. I think, I, I, I think that's a, a – we're warming up in style. On the back with the pinstripes on the back. Yeah, we're, we're warming up in style. And then and then we got to have some shoes in style. And I'm going the Jordan 13s for shoes. I got Jordan on my team. It's only fair I go Jordan 13s for okay. the shoes. Facts, man. Facts. Ah, oh, dang. That was my pick, too, as well. Okay, so it's me. Oh, man. You know what? I really like that. I really like that. You know what? For my home unis, I'm going to get the Phoenix Suns Barkley uh, home unis. I thought they were pretty cool, though, because I can't take the house because their way units were so vile. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, do, I agree. Mo, you want to back to back now? All right. Since, since shoes are hard to take care of, I know I'm my shoes, so I'm okay. I'm gonna go back. back. I'm gonna go my jersey. I'm gonna go my away jersey, and I'm gonna take Memphis Grizzlies. Or yeah, Grizzlies, Vancouver Grizzlies. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Vancouver Grizzlies for my away jersey, and for my home jersey. I'm a, I'm a, that's the classic, you know, that's the classic people come and swag in my, my home jersey. I'm gonna take the Hornets. That's a good one. Yeah, that's just very safe. Yeah, it's an easy one to recognize. That's a good one. All right. JP, you back on the clock. Yes, I'm going to do I'm gonna go with some shoes. Give me the Barkley shoes. Okay. It was that of pennies. I like that. All right. I went shoes and warm up. I'm going to go back to my unis now. And I'm going to go, we're going to get really ugly with it. We're going to go with those awful, like, teal Pistons unis in the 90s. Wow. They were awful. They were awful. They were awful. Gray Hill was like, well, how could I play in them? <laughs> I had, I had one of the Grant Hill jerseys growing up too. I had one of those god awful jerseys. Yes. <laughs> and then and then we're gonna get heading to the home unis. I'm gonna go with the the Utah Jazz, those mountain range white. Oh, blue I forgot unis. about the Jazz. Yeah, that's a good. That's good. Putting Jordan in his two rival unis is gonna be a little weird, but. <laughs> <laughs> JP, you back up. And then I gotta figure out a coach for me, man. Ooh, ooh, ooh! I gotta think of a coach, man. 
Um, you know what? Give me, you know, I'm gonna go the movie route and stuff. Give me the dude from Blue Chills, Pete Bell. Damn, that was my pick. <laughs> That's a I good call. I, I had to. That's I want a good call. Yes. All right, all right. Mo, you back on back to back. You have a coach and you have a home and away uni. So you're looking at jacket, logo, and coach. Yeah, so I'm going to okay. go the jacket route. Uh, and I'm going to go the black and red Bulls warm up jacket. I'm going to come with the black and red Bulls warm up jacket. Uh, and then, because I'm going to get one of my logos, so I'm good there. And I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to go with the shoes route. Based on my uniforms, based on my jacket, like there's one shoe that's just going to match no matter what I wear. That's the Jordan 11 Concords. We, we stepping in the 11 Concords, black and white. Keep it easy. Keep it simple. We It's going to match everything that we rocking with. That's solid pick there. Two Jordan shoes. JP, you back up. He took my pick. <laughs> he, took, he took my pick. Um, Give me the, uh, you know what, I'll stay. Ooh, don't let's have a good one. Give me the, you know what? I'll take the Raptors uh, warm-up uh, jackets. I like those. You know, it was that or the Jazz, but uh, the Raptors got some sick uniforms. I agreed. Agreed. You got the you got the unis and the jacket. Nice consistency there. Uh, Toronto Raptors have been sprinkled through the board. I have to draft the logo. It's only fair I take the Toronto Raptors logo that night. It's just it's just a clean logo. You got the dinosaur on it. Epitomizes the '90s kind of style of the NBA big logos. So that's my logo and my coach. Going back to Space Jam, I'm taking Wayne Knight. Uh, as nice. Coach. nice, nice, nice. So a little fun there, and that rounds out my pick. Now, JP, I believe you have shoes left, and Mo's got the last pick here. So oh, I got the logo. Oh, I, got the I logo. got the yeah, yeah, I got the shoes. You had the Barkley shoes. The Barkley shoes. All right. Um, man, you took the Raptors, man. That was good. Oh man. Um, you know what? I just got to keep it simple because they're the greatest team of the nines. I got to take the Bulls logo. I have That's to. One. That's an easy one. All righty, and then Mo rounded uh, up. I'm, I'm gonna keep it, like you know the retro. The Bulls have stayed the same. I love that, but I want to get keep a logo that's not around anymore. So uh, I'm gonna take once again. Give me the Vancouver Grizzlies logo. I was thinking that that, that mm-hmm. logo's not around anymore. That's that's in the '90s. It stayed in the '90s. So I want to bring it back alive, and we're gonna ball with it in the middle of the court. Oh, I forgot about that team. I should have took that logo. I should have oh. took that logo. A lot of solid picks on the marketing side, and uh, we're going to have some fun. Graphics up. You guys can vote on them, yell at us about logo shoes, coaches we missed, all the fun stuff. But thank you guys for coming on. I know it's a little brief appearance, and we're doing just a quick draft. But uh, tell me where you guys plug your work, JP. Where, where, can I, where can I go check your workout, man? Oh, yeah. Um, you can check out Off the Ball Network on YouTube. I'll be doing recaps of NFL, college football, sometimes the NBA because the NBA season is hot and heavy. You can check me out on It's Just JP on YouTube. Um, just put out the LeBron versus Jordan comparison um, and reacted to it. So check out for Kobe video upcoming or anybody else. So check out It's Just JP. And I'm on Twitter, JP Franchise 57 Awesome. Go check out that Jordan LeBron video right now. 
while we're on topic of 90s. Mo, where can we find your work, man? Uh, yeah, you can follow me at Up in Flames Pod on Twitter, Instagram, Mo underscore Cheese 15 on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, I, I dash radio every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern. I always get that messed up, but at 11 a.m. Eastern, Off the Ball Monday starts uh, every morning on Monday at 10 a.m., rolls till 2 p.m., and then you catch the Hoopers at the end of the night for Off the Ball Network Mondays on Dash Radio with the Hoopers at 8 p.m. Eastern, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, make sure you go check out everybody over there at offtheballnetwork.com. A lot of great content, obviously you, JP, myself, and, and the rest of the crew, football, basketball, hockey, baseball, soccer, it doesn't matter. We got it all. Absolutely. It was a good old off the ball network for the 90s basketball draft. Oh, JP, thank you guys for coming on. That's it from the 90s basketball draft. Have a good day, guys. And stop. Looking over the team's draft, I had the first pick, JP, second, Mo, three. My team ended up Michael Jordan was my first pick. Scotty Pippen was number two. Bugs Bunny, number three. Number four, mine was Thomas Shepard from above the rim. Number five, Dennis Rodman. So I had some some Bulls consistency as well, some Space Jam. JP went with Shaq for first, Penny Hardaway second, Billy Hoyle three, Will Smith four, Grant Hill five, and Mo, Sidney Dean, Hakeem Olajuwon, Kobe Bryant, Jake Shuttlesworth, and Tim Duncan. Quite the draft for the team side of things. As for the marketing, Mo drafted first that time. He interrupted my picks with the Bulls consistency. He went with Phil Jackson as his coach. Mo went with the Vancouver Grizzlies, away unis, and Charlotte Hornets home unis. Warm-up jacket for the Bulls was the Bulls. The shoes, the Jordan 11 Concords, and his logo being the Vancouver Grizzlies. JP went with the Raptors unis on the road and the Suns unis at home. Barkley shoes, Pete Bell from Blue Chips as the coach. The warm-up jacket was going to be the Raptors for JP and the Bulls logo for JP rounding out. For me, had the Orlando Magic warm-up, Jordan 13 shoes, the teal piston away unis, and the white Utah Jazz home unis. And my logo was the Toronto Raptors and my coach, Wayne Knight from Space Jam. You can check out that graphic, vote on that graphic, tell me who we missed, all on my Twitter at nothing but airtime. Please go check out Up in Flames from Mo. Please go check out JP on YouTube. It's just JP. That's it from us today at Nothing But Airtime. The NBA is back, folks. NBA 75, season two of Nothing But Airtime is here. We're bringing on more guests. Off the Ball Network is going to be helping us out. I'll be on Dash Radio with Mo. I'll be on Dash YouTube with JP. So you can get my content anywhere as well as all the others at Off the Ball Network with OffTheBallNetwork.com as all the links will be there. That's it from me today. Happy hump day, folks. The NBA's back. We have something to look forward to. Go Bucks. Have a good one.